Okay, yesterday was Daf Samach test. Today's Daf Ayin. We're going to do a review of yesterday's Daf. Get to today's. And we'll have a mind for Shleima Das Basranya and Michal Aviva Bas Yehudis and all else we need. Amy Basvara, all else we need. Rufua and Ili Nishmas, Richard's mother. Chayyim Rachel Bas. I don't know the followers of the way. Today, today, last, last night, last night. Today's, uh, I don't know if they're doing, I don't know if people are going, they're not, there isn't going to be a public Leviathan sitting Shiva this week here. You know, you know. Is, are they going to be a minion there? Is going to, I don't know. I don't know. Probably he'll come here for that. Yeah, we have Concho. No, it's a Concho. Okay. You don't want that Shiva, not for the Leviathan. I know, Shiva. Okay. Is it Houston? Yeah, be in Houston. Okay. All right. So we'll start our review of uh, yesterday's stuff. We're going to take it right from the top of the page on Daf Samktes, and uh, we have here a uh, uh, Rav was writing a letter. Oh, I thought you want to mention? Okay. Welcome to Santor. For, yes, yeah. Thank you for being here. Oh. Okay. All right. Um, uh, and uh, uh, Rav was uh, writing a letter to his to his teacher, to Rabbi, to Rabbi Yudan Nasi, and between the letters, he, um, he wrote, um, he wrote a shaila. The shaila was, when the brothers have leaned out, leaned away their property, um, what's the story as far as the sister's concerned? And um, so Rabbi was sitting in front of Rabbi, when Rabbi got the letter, and he said, well, what's the shaila? Is the shaila of sailors? The shaila of where the land was used as a collateral for a loan? So Rebbe said, it doesn't matter, really. Um, either one, if it's... Um, well, e- either one, if, it, if you want to use it for parnasa, we'll take it away from either the buyer or the person who has it as collateral to pay for the dowry, but not from Mizonos. From Mizonos, it won't come out. So uh, why did so the question is why did Rav ask it in such a vague way? The answer is because that was actually the cleverest way you could ask without getting too, you know, without having to write, you know, fill up all the lines. So in other words, if you would have said sale, so it depends. If the sale you could take away from a sale, then surely you'll be able to take away from uh, from a collateral. Um, but if you can't take away from a sale, so then you'll still he'll still have to ask. Well, what about a collateral? Is collateral better? And if you would, uh, and if you would just write collateral, so then, if the if the, if if a collateral you can't take away, so then kalvachomer you won't be able to take away a, a sale. But if you could take away the the collateral, then you could back question again. What about a sale? So because uh, to keep it vague, this way they'll they'll have to provide, uh, which could sound like a sale or a collateral, they'll have to provide the full information, and therefore with the. Less words, he conveys the maximum question. Anyway, so um, the Gemara, uh, so then the Gemara brought down Rabbi Yochanan, who seems to disagree with uh, Rabbi, and he says that it doesn't matter. You do not take away from uh, the, the buyer um, or the collateral, even for the dowry. <coughs> So the question is, did Rabbi Yochanan say that knowing Rabbi's opinion, or he say not knowing Rabbi's opinion? Maybe if he would have heard Rabbi's opinion, maybe he would have retracted his own opinion. Uh, or did he know about it, and he still dispute, disar- still arguing. So he brought a raya 
talks about a case where a uh, man died and he has two daughters and a son. And uh, the first daughter took her uh, dowry amount, which was te- a tenth of the, of the assets. And, um, and uh, then before the second one was able to take her a tenth of the assets, the son died and now the daughters are the Yorshim. And they're sharing the Yerusha. So Rabbi Yochanan says that the second one basically is mevateres. She gives over, gives up, forgives that amount of the of the tenth, and they're just splitting the rest of the assets fifty, you know, fifty fifty. So Rabbi Chanina, I asked the kasha on Rabbi Yochanan. He's like, don't they say that motzil parnasa even from a from a buyer to take care of the dowry? Um, uh, so and and not from zono. So how could you say that the second one? Is Mavater just because she took her the dowry? So, so um, if he never heard of it, why wouldn't he say, "Well, who said such a thing? I never heard such a thing." So the says that doesn't prove that he never heard it, could, or he did hear it. Um, could be he never heard it, and uh, he was saying that uh, even if that's true, it's not relevant to the the question over here because over here, being that uh, she's getting still forty five percent of the full assets which was a lot more than the 10% that she would have gotten, she's not going to complain. It's Revach Besa. So that's why she's a She gives in. Um, so Rav Yemer said to Ravashi, according to that logic of Revach Besa, what if she's independently wealthy, completely outside of this situation? Um, she found, you know, she struck oil, whatever it is. She found a, a, a valuable worth and a lot of money. So um, are you going to say the same thing? So the Gemara says, no, that's a big difference. There, that's coming from outside. Here, it's coming from the father's estate. So that, therefore, she, she, that's more likely that she would not care. Okay. So, um, so uh, we saw a quote from a Memar that, uh, uh, that her daughter, when it comes to her dowry, it's, uh, she's a Yoreshes. She's treated as, a, as an inheritor. So Rav Ashi asked, do you mean to say that, uh, that if, the, if the kids want to pay her off with cash, they can't do that? And he says, yeah, that is what I mean. And, and what if they want to give just one a part of the, like a specific land and let that be the, you know, for the dowry? Um, that's not good enough because you have to get like a portion of each type of property. Um, he said, yeah, that is exactly what I mean. Okay. Then Ravashi says that no, it's not, it's not. We look at her as basically as a creditor for that specific amount of money. Just like a creditor can be paid off in cash, can be given a specific land. It's not like a. It's not like a. It's not like an inheritance that's entitled to all types of property. So uh, Meimer himself actually retracted because uh, Rabbi the son of Rabbi was standing before Meimer, and there was a lady who was claiming her dowry. From the estate, and um, he saw that uh, if the if the brothers would have come up with the money, that would have been fine because they said, "We wish we had the cash to pay her off." But uh, and he didn't say, "Oh, you can't do that." Uh, so he obviously he changed his mind to to Ravashi's opinion. Um, okay, so now that we said that it is balachov, according to everybody. So who's the balachov? Who's the one who owes the money? Is it the father or is it the kids? What's the difference? Because if it's the father, so when the kids are paying the father's debt, there's rules. Since it's being paid from the orphans, first of all, before you get any money, you have to swear, number one. And number two, you're only entitled to the lowest quality property, the ziburas. 
not like a regular creditor who's entitled to payments. Yeah. So that would be the difference. If it, the kids own debt, so she doesn't have to swear, and she gets it. Bainers. Uh, if, if it's the father's debt, so then she would have to swear, and it would come, uh, uh, and it would only be the Ziburis. So that's the story. So uh, we brought a Raya from Ravina. Ravina collected from the daughter of Ravasi, who was collecting... Well, if, 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 they have, if the Ziburis doesn't have to cover, they go to the Bainers, No. Ziburis just means the lowest quality property type that he has. But it so matter, if it doesn't cover it, then so then you go back. Of yeah. course, you go up a level, but that's the Z, that becomes the ziburis. You understand? Oh, ziburis. oh okay. Ziburis is for them. Ziburis is so what's the chiddush? It's the same dollar amount of money. Oh, yeah, yeah. These property, class C or class B? C. No, no, that's class not true. It's it's C. his 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 lowest quality could be class A. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but for him, the vis a vis is for him. It's whatever he has. Exactly. Yes, exactly. If so. he doesn't have class, if he has A, B, and C, which one will he give? That's a question. Yeah, yeah. so you give the no. C. But it's the, the same C, dollar amount. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that uh, class E just doesn't have yeah. the same. You're more trouble to collecting the rent and all the kind of nice stuff. It's a little more work. It's yeah. the same valuation. Same value, just the same but value. But you earn, you keep. You're earning it more, yeah, whatever. You can't sell it as easily. It's a. There's more buyers when it comes to the Class A properties than sure. the Class C properties. Sure. That's all it is. Okay. Not everybody wants the headache. That's true. Okay. So, we, we have here a Raya. Ravina collected for the daughter of Ravashi from Marbury Ravashi, meaning Ravashi had passed away, and collected from Marbury Ravashi which type of land painting is, and that was without a shvore. And Rav Sama, the son of Rav Ashi, had already passed away, and from his son he collected um, only Ziburis, and he made her swear that she didn't get any money. So you see that it's the brother's debt and not the father's debt. Okay. So Rav Nechemya, the son of Rav Yosef, sent to Rava, sent, um, um, uh, uh, sent to Rava Parafuna Zuta from Narda. When a lady comes to you, I want you to collect the tenth. Uh, property, even the top, the, even the good property, even the property which has the millstone on it. Ravashi said, even the the even the income producing property, even that has the rental units on it. And um, and then we have a story, a very interesting story. Rav Anan sent Rav Huna, Huna, our friend, peace. When this lady comes to you, collect Isr Nixi. So Rav Sheshis was sitting in front of Rav Huna, and Rav Huna took offense at the mistreatment of his uh, title, that he's being called a friend instead of the rabbi. He was much senior to Rav Anon. And um, I actually read, in, you know, I have a, I have a, a chat, WhatsApp chat of Magidi uh, Shir and Tafyomi, and it's, it's all in Hebrew, it's mostly Israeli Magidi Shir, but somebody brought down a whole like, you know, there was a little bit of a background over here. Rav Anan was from the Rish Glusa in Eretz Yisrael. And they had, they, you know, they didn't recognize the smicha that existed in Bavel. Rav mm-hmm. was in Bavel. So there was a little bit of a, you know, <laughs> political thing. No smicha at all. That's right. But yeah. Rav Huna had actually had smicha, and that's why he's called Rav Huna. Anyway, point being is, um, it was, uh, um, that he, he felt it necessary to um, be Makhbed on his cupboard 
And he basically uh, said to Rav Sheshis, I need you to say it, and you have to say it this way. And if you don't say it exactly as I tell you how to say it, so there's a shamta standing over your chira. Um, that he said, Anan, Anan, okay, which means, uh, you know, just call him that way. How are you going to do it? And also, whoever sits by Marzicha is, uh, sits by the head, okay, which is, what is a Marzicha? Okay, so Rav Sheshas, um didn't know what to do. He went to Rav Anan and he basically introduced his words by saying, look, Rav, um, Rav, uh, he, he said, look, you're uh, the master, Rav Huna is the master of the master, and he put a chem on me if I don't say it this way. So please understand that I'm being forced to say what I'm saying over here. Um, and, uh, be, uh, and these are the words that he told me to say. That's those two things. And he said it over. So then Rav Anan came to Marukva to just explain what exactly is going on over here. Um, you know, look what he said. He called me Anan Anan. And he, I don't even know what a marzicha is. So Marukva says, you know what, let's hear me, tell me the full story of what happened. So he explained to him that he asked him to, as a, you know, a friend, Huna, our friend, wanted you know, to take care of this lady. So he says, aha, now I get it. So basically what's going on is this. He's saying, uh, Rav Huna is telling you that if you don't know what a marzach is, so what are you calling him your friend? Okay? Which is basically saying you clearly are outranked by Ravuna, and you should therefore have called him by his honorific of uh, Rav. That was basically the idea. What is a marzach? Marzach is an avel, he's a mourner. As the Pasuk says, Ko Hashem, pace marzach. Okay? Rabbi Vos says an avel is supposed to sit up front, and it's either coming from Pasukah and Eov, uh, it says Ve'eshev Rosh, uh, and um, there's another Pasukah of Nachman Yitzchuk says, you know, Marzutra says, Vesar Marzach Seruchim, like he's an officer. Okay. And Mar Vizach, Mar is he's bitter, and he's Nasa Sar Seruchim, and that's the bottom line. That's what the Marzach is. Anyway, um, Rava asked the question. Rava just makes the bottom line. What is the bottom line? The bottom line is, is that, uh, first of all, the claim for a dowry is only from Karka, not from Mithatl, number one. And it, that's true for Mizonos, Ksufa, as well as Parnas, as well as the dowry. Brings us to the next thing. He's uh, taking care of his daughter uh, through a third party. And he says, look, here's the money. I want you to buy her some land. And... Uh, daughter says, look, I'm married. Um, you could just give the cash to my husband and he'll take care of the land and he'll, he'll buy the land. I trust him. Um, so according to a mayor, that's very nice that she trusts her husband, but uh, you have a job to do from the money who, and, and the money was given to you by the, by the father and you have to do what, you're, what you were told to do. Yeah. What you're the shliach to do. Uh, Rav Yossi says that, uh, what do you mean, even if it is a field, already a field, once you give it to her, she can sell it, and if she can sell it, she, it's a difference, why go through the whole exercise, she can sell it and then give the money to her husband, so it, either way, it doesn't matter, um, and the, anyway, uh, but this is only true by Ektola, not by Ektana, because ain't my Ektana club, that's the end of the Mishnah. So first of all, this idea of Mashlish uh, Mos, um, so we saw that somebody who gave money to the son-in-law to buy land and for the daughter, and she says, give it to my husband. 
So the, here it says that if it's Nisuin, then she can, she's in control. If it's Erisin, she's not in control. He has to do what he's told to do. That's her mayor's opinion. Rabbi Yossi says, if she's an adult, whether Nisuin or Erisin, she's in control. If she's a minor, then the Shlish has to do what he's told to do. So what's the difference? What's the difference between the she's in Rameir? control of the the land, not the money, right? The, whatever, the right? The, the, no, meaning she could say, "Give it to my husband," and I trust him. Okay. So what's the difference between these two versions? If it's uh, meaning between Rameir and Rabiosi, are they arguing in a case of Ketana Min Anisuin, where Rameir would say that she's in control because she's Nisua, and Rabiosi says, "No, she's not." Um, can't be because the safe of the Mishnah it says that we're talking about it in Gedoyim Le'Nagvetana can't be going in Rabbi Yossi because Rabbi Yossi has already indicated that he's talking only about it because he's saying what are you accomplishing? She anyway, if it was land already, she could she could sell the land. Obviously, only an adult can sell the land, so obviously Rabbi Yossi is talking about an adult. So the one who's saying Bamedvar Murm is clearly Rameir. And Rameir only is saying his din by Gdola. So the nafkamina between Rameir and Rabiosi is whether, even though she's an adult, but she's only an Arusa, do we listen to her? That's Rabbi, uh, that's Rabiosi's opinion. Or, no, since she's only an Arusa, we listen to him. And that's the, that's the bottom line. Okay. So, Psaq um, uh, we saw. Um, uh, Rav Yehuda said the name of Shmuel, the Allah is like Rabbi Yossi, and Rav said the name of Nachman, the Allah is like Rabbi Meir, and we ask him like Rabbi Meir happens to be. We have here a story at the end of the daf. Ilfa was, uh, took up a challenge, or he, he created a challenge. He said, anybody who can provide, find any price or Tosefta that was authorized by Rabbi Yom Boshia, and I can't show them where the Mishnah says exactly that Allah, I'm going to you know, fault my death. So, um, so they asked the question of this halacha. The halacha is, um, it was an elderly man who took up the challenge, <laughs> and he said... Uh, Are you even allowed to take up this challenge? Yeah, I can say it was. Why? It's you risky. Like, no, because you can't. Why would you even challenge him? You know? why, why would he make such an offer? Why would he take, he's he's take a challenge? challenge? He, he, he wants to say that. Why is he, it no, and the whole story... Why is it encouraged? No, he wasn't. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was. He was. He was. He wanted to show. Listen, I left base manager. I stole stuff. I didn't forget everything. Yeah. I still yeah, maintain my I, my sedarim. I still yeah. learn. I made you know like in the, you yeah, know, why whatever. Do you want to accept the challenge? If he's not, if he's if he put the challenge, he really meant it. You say was saying whatever. That's how he became so civil business. I know. Anyway, bottom line is, good kasha. Is the, you, you guys are asking what's called a kasha namaisa? Actually, kasha namaisa. Um, by the way, there is an idea that whenever you see a husaba, that was like maybe it was Eliyahu Navi, so he is able to ask the questions. Nobody else would have asked any questions, just to show that to give him that kavod that he, you know, that yeah, yeah, Ilfa deserves some respect. Okay, uh, he's. Maintain the status as a tamachacham. Anyway, so it quoted a brisa that uh, somebody says, "Give a shekel to my son every Shabbos for you know, his weekly allowance." And really, you can't live off a, she- a shekel that just ain't gonna cut it. Um, it should be the seller. You give it the seller. If he says, "Don't give him but a shekel," 
or uh, or um, then you don't give him a shekel. Only you give him a shekel. And if they say, if he if he says, and if they die, I want you to give it to somebody else. The whatever's left. So then, whether he says give him a shekel or he says don't give him but a shekel, you can only give a shekel because he wants there to be more money left over. And that is the story. And he says, well, it's exactly a mishnah, and that's our mishnah. The mayor says mitzvah kind different ames, and that's what you're doing over there. Anyway, without yet an answer ready on the ready. All right, we'll stop.